0: and welcome to we about, a wee blether about podcast from the academic skills team at UWS. I'm Linda Riches, I'm one of the academic skills advisors at the university. Um, this podcast today comes from a request from one of our listeners who wanted us to focus on specific words that she finds a little bit tricky in assignments. Um, basically, the words describe, um, analyse and evaluate. And I think we've mentioned these in a previous podcast, but we thought it might be a good idea to maybe break them down and talk about them individually. So to help me do that today, I've got my colleagues, um, Carly, Carly Seepel. Hi, Carly.
1: Hi, Linda, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good, thanks. And John, John Watson. Hi, how are you, John?
2: Hello, I'm good, thank you.
0: Good. Um, So we'll probably just dive straight into this. I'm not quite sure who's going to go first, but we'll um, think first of all about the word describe so when you see that in an assignment and you're asked to describe you know what does that mean in terms of academic writing so I'm not sure who wants to kick off Carly or John any volunteers? I'll I'll,
2: I'll go with this so so you've got those three words that you've mentioned I think the first distinction you would make is between describe and Evaluate and analyze. Separate, describe first, because generally, what you do with describe is you are offering a, well descriptive writing. You're not trying to do anything critical. So we've talked on, I think, on it in a previous podcast about critical writing. You see the word describe. It's generally not going to involve that critical writing. You are probably just going to be giving factual information in there. Um, so that would be the first kind of distinction that you need to kind of make. Um, how you differentiate, evaluate and analyse is a bit more tricky. So maybe I'll over to Carly for that one. <laughs> For those ones.
0: But in terms of description, if we think yeah. a little bit about description, often the feedback students get is that they've been too descriptive. So what's kind of gone wrong there then in terms of the, the writing
1: I think that in those instances, if you're overly descriptive, you're often including information that maybe isn't relevant. Maybe you've read a bit on this topic and you're maybe talking about, let's say, you're asked in your assignment guidelines to introduce the history of something. And that is important to follow, you know, through the history and you're describing maybe the development of an approach that you're meant to write on. Or, you know, I've had students talking about the history of midwifery or something. Um, But if there's elements in, in your description that aren't going to contribute to your reader or marker's comprehension or just going to overly, you know, provide them with too much information that they perhaps get lost in and isn't going to contribute to their understanding of your analysis and evaluation, then that's when you can probably cut it back a bit and think what elements of this description aren't, aren't necessary in this case.
0: Yeah, so that idea of where well, you're really just, you're telling the story a bit too much and you're going into too much detail. You sometimes see lots of, you know, dates and places and then this happened and yeah. then that happened. And it's, it's like, that's not actually necessary. It might, you might find it interesting, but it's not actually needed.
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's the yeah. focus, isn't it? So it's, it's important not just to zone to in too much on the word described, but also to see what comes after that, what the actual topic is that you are supposed to be covering. The yes. scope of the, of the assignment.
0: Yeah. and You sometimes do need a little bit of description, but usually mm-hmm. it's pretty sparing, isn't it? You don't need a lot of description in a piece yeah. of work. Yeah, and I think some of that could also be maybe defining important terms
1: that you're going to be using throughout. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that could be asked to view in assignment guidelines or might just be important to lay out for the reader, and that could be is likely part of the description process.
0: Yeah. So... If description is fairly straightforward, then we get into the slightly more uh, difficult territory, shall we say, of analysing and evaluating. So in a kind of straightforward way, what do we mean when we ask someone to analyse? So I don't know who wants to have a go at that about analysing. I can have a go at that. I think,
1: yeah, yeah, this is definitely one that I see students commonly trip up on or just kind of pause and think okay how do I address this how do I really analyze and or critically analyze and really that's looking at the different resources that you're bringing into your writing and comparing them seeing how authors agree and disagree um, how their approaches might be similar or different and it's um you know looking perhaps at maybe the outcomes of research and experiments and seeing how those um um, crossover, how are they similar or different. So it could be kind of, you know, various circles in a Venn diagram of the resources that you're utilizing and seeing how those overlap or perhaps are entirely separate from one another. So it's introducing multiple perspectives and looking at how the this evidence interacts.
0: Yeah, and I think that's an important point, isn't it? It's multiple perspectives. It doesn't necessarily mean you'll find someone that says, it is this, and someone says it's the complete opposite. It's more kind of shades of, isn't it, or different approaches, that kind of thing.
1: Right, yeah. And it's, you know, it comes
0: after the introduction of the
1: evidence. So maybe you've included some quotes or paraphrasing. And then you don't just stop there, right? You need to go into more depth and and say, you know, you're drawing perhaps some conclusions about. Um, about that evidence what does that really mean and interpreting quotes explaining and um, how they're relevant to the topic and and perhaps their validity as well
0: yeah and I guess that's where you can get tripped up if you've not done enough reading would you say John if you've not done enough reading you can't really analyze
2: yes because and this comes back to what we're talking about kind of critical writing the fact that you should be doing your reading first and separating that out as a separate stage so you can think about what you've been reading, analysing points, and then evaluating those to almost say, right, taking a bit of a wider stance on those and and saying, kind of assessing the importance of those, what that means for your kind of overall opinion, your overall viewpoint. Um, And you can't, it's, it's very difficult to do that when you are, trying to kind of, t- this, this kind of approach of type, starting your essay by typing an introduction out and then trying to find resources that are going to help or sources that mm-hmm. are going to help back up your own opinion. Yeah, um, I think it just comes back down to that kind of doing the reading first before you go on to planning your essay out.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the dreaded word evaluating there, which is one that mm-hmm. can be quite tricky. Yeah. Um, in terms of evaluating, a lot of students will say, oh, well, does that mean I just give my opinion on, on you know, what I've read? Is that what you're doing, John, or is it something a bit different to that?
2: Yes, but as I said to a lot of students, it, it, these things don't have to be strong opinions. You know, you don't, a, lot, a lot of the time, I think students get confused and they think they need to be, at university, really strongly radical or opinionated about mm. what they're doing. Something as simple as saying, um, if you're looking at different uh, approaches to something or different models or theories, you can talk about which is the, the best of those. You can offer an opinion of those and you can say, this is the, this model is the most effective because dot, dot, dot. And that, I think, is, is, is evaluating. It's not a particularly strong kind of opinion that you're having there. It's not particularly radical, but you are offering your thoughts on what you've been reading. And that, to me, is evaluation it's offering some kind of not not descriptive writing not just presenting the facts but showing that you've thought about the information that you've been reading
0: yeah and 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 I always think about the word value and evaluate as well the value of that reading but also giving that opinion supported by the evidence that you've read not just randomly saying I think it's the best model with no support for that because I think that that's sometimes what students do is they think, all right, now I need to say I just like this, you know, without backing it up. But really, I I sometimes say to students, we don't want your personal opinion, but we want your argument supported by evidence. So if you're evaluating that, you want that evidence to support that evaluation so that it's maybe clear to the reader why you came to that conclusion right. rather than you just randomly say, oh, yeah, I think that's the best one. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, yes, the, the idea of argument comes in there. Yeah, justifying that position.
0: Mm. That you take, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: An informed yeah. opinion, I think, is what I always say when. when
0: well, that's that a good phrase, about, yeah. Yeah, well, an informed question,
1: opinion, yeah. Yeah, and uh, when students think, Am I supposed to include my opinion? I always say, Well, it's an informed opinion and it's informed by that evidence that you've just presented and analyzed. So now you can kind of bring it back in use that analysis to to say why it's valuable and significant and starting to answer maybe some of those questions that are asked of you in your assignment guidelines. So it's always relating it back to, to the topic or the subtopic that you're addressing by introducing that evidence, by analyzing that evidence and and you know kind of that so what that we talk about so often. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I always learn something on this podcast. So now I'll be using informed opinion (laughs) because I like that phrase, Carly. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Thanks for that. Um, Anything else that we would want to say about these terms? We really wanted to keep this one fairly short and sweet because Mm -hmm. we just wanted to look at those specific terms. Anything to be aware of, anything that is, you know, we need to highlight or is confusing, you know.
2: And um, just to say that there are some other kind of typical phrases that get used sometimes in like exam papers or assignment briefs that can mean similar things, but require a slightly different approach of thinking about the word justify that we see, um, which I think kind of similar to evaluate in, in the idea that you're kind of giving evidence about something. You are again, I think that's that one's really kind of Ingrained in that idea of argument, presenting that one. Critically discuss as well seems to, or the word discuss actually can cause a lot of confusion because I think it's just such a vague word. Right. And a lot of the assignment briefs I've seen have said critically discuss because they are trying to emphasize that you need to take a critical approach. You can't just get away with descriptive writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the study skills handbook by um, Cottrell that I have oh, yes. one of our most famous books in the area of uh, academic skills there's a list of these kind of typical keywords words that are used in um, exam papers and assignment briefs and it just I think it gives you a very clear idea well not not completely clear because it is a, <laughs> these terms are quite on, ab- ambiguous in themselves but it, it gives quite good definitions of how to approach assignments with these keywords in them.
0: Yeah. Is that the Stella um, Cottrell study yeah, Skills Cottrell, Yeah. Skills. So you can get I know you can get that through the library and you can access it online. So do you know whereabouts that is in the book, John? Just I don't because I've
2: got a very old copy here actually. Yeah, right, so yeah. I've actually got the second edition with me now, but I think they're probably on about the Seven or eight. Yeah, I think they probably <laughs> yeah, are but yeah so they that should be fairly
0: easy to, it's a good it's a but, good book because it's very yeah. um, it's, it's very clearly sort of laid out so yeah so that would be a good one if anyone wants to read a bit more about it mm. as well there's also some information on um, the careers and skills website so on our website um, some of the resources there have a little look at um, some of our information and remember, you can always talk to us about these terms. We can have lots of debates about them during um, during calls and try and sort of keep you right. So if there's a sort of term like that, that you're struggling a little bit with in an, an assignment, then it's, it's quite good to have a little chat with us and we can make sure that you're on the right lines. Um, so remember, you can always book with us. If there's anyone else out there who's got a topic that they want to talk about, then just do what that student did drop us a line, suggest um, a topic to us and we'll have a look at that in a bit more detail and you can do that by just dropping a line to skills at uwse.ac.uk. Thanks John and Carly for cleaning up those terms for us um, and thanks to everyone for listening.